We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 138 Today we have a couple news items We're going to talk about our adventurous visit to the set of Psych um, And discuss season premieres of Melissa and Joey Whoa Drop Dead Diva the Glades, the series premiere of Longmire, and the second season finale of Game of Thrones, plus just some comments on reality and some TV on DVD. So, I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from TVaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... I am Andrea from VoiceOfTV.com. Yay, Andrea! Yay, I'm happy um, to be here. Yay, we're happy to have you. We love we love some new you know faces, quote-unquote, to the show. Voices, maybe? Voices. Yes, voices. Well, yeah, I know. But um, we had some great times. Sometimes that maybe we shouldn't mention because they're a little judgy <laughs> on the set of um, Psych. But so we warned her ahead of time. You, you, you know, listeners to know. Tell us how you got interested in TV or was there a show? Was there something that you just knew you had to write about? What was it that brought you to um, I mean, TV is Well, TV was pretty much always a part of my life. You know, for as far back as I can remember, um, starting out with X Files, which was probably my my first big fandom show. Um, but it kind of really culminated in Lost, and that's what kind of got me um, into writing and just really wanting to analyze everything and getting into um, you know knowing writers and knowing actors and and all of that stuff. Um, and so I think about a year and a half ago, I kind of just started looking online and realizing that I could write for. Uh, there were all these sites that I could write for. Um, a friend of mine actually was writing for a site, and she she sent me some job openings they had and basically said, hey, you know, send your stuff in. Maybe you can write for this. So um, I did that for a little bit, and I kind of built up a portfolio and then just started kind of looking around and seeing um, where I could contribute to other places and then um, found my way into Voice of TV, where I currently contribute, um, and I've been contributing there for a little over a year. So, um, so it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride, and I still kind of write on my own. I try to keep up my own blog, although I've admittedly been slacking lately because <laughs> things have been so busy. Um, but you know, I try to kind of write my own reviews in addition to the reviews I write for uh, the site, which I do uh, like once upon a time I did this year. I was covering Community this year. Um, I was covering Alcatraz earlier. But I like all kinds of TV, basically. So it's, it's fun to write about, and it basically gives me a nice little um, break from my monotonous day job. Yes. That's Which a big part of why. I, yeah, I was gonna say that's a big part of why I do it too. So yeah, so welcome Andrea, and there you have it. We're gonna jump right in to talk about some news. Actually, this kind of broke when we were all together. Um, Tim Daly was fired, not is leaving, was fired from private practice, and I mean, I'm making a you know probably a mountain out of a molehill, but because he has done interviews that said, you know, he didn't see himself as part of, of an ensemble and while he liked working you know with his cast it wasn't what he really thought he wanted to be doing so long story short Shonda Rhimes tells his agent that he's not coming back next season um and kind of almost immediately after as a result possibly I'm not sure but uh the next day after it was announced it came out that Kate Walsh admit, announced 
she's done after episode 13. She's not continuing or not trying to extend her contract. So, like I said, I don't know if it's related or what, but it seems a little like it, it might a little be. Fishy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, so, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was surprising. I thought, I mean, not so much, maybe not so much Tim, uh, Tim's departure, but I thought the whole Kate Walsh thing really took me by surprise, especially because yeah. it's her show. <laughs> it's her show. Exactly. That's what we're all looking at each other. We're all sitting there like it's, it's her show. Like <laughs> she can't like the show has to end. Cause it's the whole show has always been about her, whether, you know, whether it was, there were stories about the ensemble and every character kind of got to, to shine, but there would be no private practice if there was no Addison Montgomery. So why? And they've never made a point of like moving the story away from her. She's always been directly involved in every right. story that happens. So I don't know. seems weird. And here's some other shocking news, which I'm kind of blown away by is that stars will end Spartacus after the upcoming season, third season, which what is it called? War of the damned, um, which is an amazing name for a season, but I just didn't, foresee yeah, that being can't i mean I, it sounds like it was kind of not necessarily not necessarily a cancellation so much as a let's go out on top kind of thing yeah, it seems sort of mutual that they, yeah they d- sort of decided this because steven tonight you know he came right out and was like yes we are you know we are done here's why so he he had a it prepared and whether it was really as mutual as it seems I, I the show's had such a treacherous kind of like climb right and then it that, you know it didn't help with uh everything that happened with andy whitfield and it was um you know it's yeah. been kind of you know it's it's had a rough run but it's been a good show yeah and i i can't stop like extolling the praises or the, or the virtues of the show like I love it, and I will watch it till the till the end. But I mean, somebody's always doing Spartacus in some way, or so. I'm sure it'll you know come back in full circle, and we'll see more of it someday soon. But um, I mean, that just means we get to see some of these actors that I have kind of fallen for, um, maybe show up other places. So that'll be good. That'll be good. That's the one positive out of it. Maybe Liam McIntyre will will join another show. I can't guarantee that he'll be as naked as he's been on this show, but one <laughs> can help. Uh, one can only hope one can only hope yeah that's what i said that's what i said it should be it should not be unexpected that that's my reaction (laughs) um yeah so that's the news this week i mean the summer news kind of starts to slow down there was something i read about on friday afternoon i don't know if it was something that is here or not but i thought to myself well way to kind of throw that in under the radar because it's a friday afternoon and you think people won't care but i don't remember what it was so it worked yeah, it worked. I forgot. Um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about our visit to Vancouver. The three of us headed out sunny to Santa Barbara, to sunny Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara. In, the, in rainy Vancouver. <laughs> My first time in Canada, I should point out. And it was a I delight. Do. It was a delight. And uh, the people there, I, I mean, I said this to somebody. It was my third cliche, time, bitch. <laughs> you've been there three times, bitch. No, as as cliche as it sounds. I didn't meet someone from Canada that was rude. Everyone had a smile. Everyone was polite. People I passed on the street were like, oh, excuse me. And they weren't even near me. Like, it was, as, you know, as cliche as it gets, but those Canadians are real nice people. They are. Um, I agree. So, yeah. 
So we had a really nice dinner with with Mel Dansky. Is that his name? He's one of the EPs. What is he? The director, the production director, director of production, something well, like he's, that. He's one of the. I don't know. He's sort of the person that's there. Up, right. Up up in Vancouver all the time, and he also directs uh, some episodes from time to time as well. You know what I liked about him? He came around to everybody at the table, introduced himself, got our names. And the next day at like 24 hours later, not even like the next morning where he was fresh on our mind, he said to me, Amory, thanks for coming. Yeah, he did. And I he, thought, came, he came back around as we, we were all leaving and said, said goodbye like, to everybody. Yeah. I barely remembered his name. <laughs> and he, and I, he's one person. And here he is saying goodbye to all of us. I was like, well, get out. You people are amazing. It just goes to show that, and I know you guys can all agree with me, that pretty much everyone who works on that show um, in general, in some way, is just pretty much the nicest people you can imagine and very welcoming and, you know, pretty much just amazing. Absolutely. And I mean, from, from, you know, Riley, who was our kind of set tour. He was a PA, I guess, on set. He had worked there for the first couple seasons, left and, and is now like a stay-at-home ma- dad. Uh, but he came back for the 100th episode and was, you know, as nice as could be. And to watch the cast interact with him was like he had never been gone from set. Mm-hmm. He, they were old friends. I mean, oh, I can't say enough. I can't say enough about how much I love the cast. And every conversation I've had since I got back, I've explained Steve Frank's is the most joyful person, and, I, and Kelly Kolchak used those words exactly, but he really, truly is just the happiest guy I have ever known. He really is. He really is. He's just, he's so much fun, and he makes, it seems like he makes everything fun. Like, I would love to work under him. Exactly. Like, when I asked him about when he thought 100 episodes was going to actually, could actually happen, and he said from episode one, you actually believe you believe it. You, you believe it's it. one of those that's one of those things that people would say like that would be like the stock answer type of thing oh we've believed it all along type of thing but when you hear him say it and just everything else that he was talking about about the show you believe that from the very beginning he thought this show was going to run you know forever pretty much yeah yeah True. I mean, obviously, it's no it's no surprise that everybody is kind of feeling like the show is not in its last legs because it's creatively it's never been better. But they had a plan and they have a plan for like a 120 episode kind of model. And they're at 100 now. They're shooting 100 now. So they are kind of getting close to that end. Um, but everybody, I mean, from Steve, Chris and Kelly, who I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're like the money. You know what I mean? They're not creators they're not writers on the show but they have such a hand in everything that happens on the show and are so as excited for psych as everybody else is that they it's just contagious it's true and i mean and you see it too you know you see it it's it's infectious and it's contagious and um and you know i'll just i don't think i still will ever get over just how welcome i felt which i think is unusual for you know, for people like us to come onto a set and just immediately feel welcome and not just by, you know, the crew, but by the cast and by um, the USA Network people, just and the creators, just everyone. Andrea and I were in the first group that got to go see some filming of the 100th episode, 100 Clues, it's called. It's a clue send up, you know, it's an homage to Clue. And we were standing there and Maggie Lawson came over just to say hi. 
Yep. And then Very- two seconds later, you know, we have Matt Bauman, the director, comes over and is like, oh, hey, guys, where are you from? Like, you're in the middle of directing a scene. <laughs> you took like your time everyone- to come say hello. I just, I just felt like, you know, everyone, not only were they just so nice and welcoming, but everyone was just genuinely interested. You know, everyone mm-hmm. was interested where we came from, you know, what, um, what sites we write for, you know, what they were just, it wasn't just, you know, oh, you're here, you know, and this, it's really yeah. nice, you know, thanks for coming. It was very, it was very personal. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you traveled all this way, or I can't believe you came out here on your own time, or it just, exactly. you know, makes you feel good for, you know, yes, I took three days of my time. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for noticing. Thanks for, yeah. I mean, other sets will say, oh, I'm so glad you're here, but they don't like take the time to find out how you got there. Like, why did you take three days off? What was, the... <laughs> I don't know. It's just wonderful. It really was. And it was really, I thought it was, I mean, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to um, the actual aspects of filming and watching all the behind the scenes stuff. So it was just really cool for me to be able to watch a bit of filming and then go to the monitors and watch it and see how it all kind of comes together. Right. Yeah. And then so- realize how many people there actually were to film the scene that they were filming, not right. just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. Uh, this clue episode is even more involved than even a stand, you know, their standard type of episode because they're doing multiple endings like the movie and and all kinds of stuff. So just the the number of people that they had, and everything that was going on, and the set piece that they built, uh, that's supposed to be like the big living room in a mansion. Uh, that's a you know, very detailed you know, rain machine in the background going through the, the window and, mm-hmm. and it's all probably on it being torn down as we, <laughs> right now, as we speak. Right. Exactly. Because they're done with, with the episode. It was, you know, just put up just for that episode is amazing. The detail that they went to, to, to build it. And so I think we can talk a little bit about the episode without giving anything away. Um, basically, like I said, it's an homage to Clue, and it's out there who's guest starring. Um, I don't know that people who are listening know, so I don't know that I want to spoil that, but there have been some, there were some great guest stars that we had a chance to chat with. Um, some funnier and better than I expected, and <laughs> others not. Um, I'm interested to hear what, like, what people see who they are, like, who they assume Amory didn't like. You'll know. Some a little more reserved than you would expect from how yes. you see them on screen. Exactly. But yeah, so it was just a great time. You know, learned a lot about where they started the show and how they thought they're they're going to end it. And I am as excited and full of joy for the show. I mean, as A, I've always been, and B, as the cast and crew are. And no, we won't tell you if Henry is dead or alive. Sorry. Because yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Because we don't know. We don't even I mean, know. I have, I have my assumptions um, based on something Kelly didn't realize she was telling us. But um, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's it. And I do want to I want to give a shout out to Diana, who um, Thursday yes. night after the show, after we were on set all day and we were just kind of too tired to really do much. And we had talked, you know, oh, let's go out to dinner. Let's go to a chocolate buffet, which. I mean, was it an expensive cho- chocolate buffet for someone like me who eats like an almond Hershey bar once a month? That's it. <laughs> um, but so we kind of decided that it was me and Andrea and Eric 
and uh, Heather from Televixen were like, okay, we met Heather in the hallway. We were going to take a little walk around Vancouver because I'd never been there. Andrew, you'd never been there. I've never been there. And I feel like Eric hadn't been there either. I know it was his first set visit. So here we are walking around Vancouver and Diana, who's from Vancouver, Diana from Inside Blip, she's from Vancouver and here she is taking time. I mean, yeah, we did want to swing by her friends, bands, you know, Battle of the Bands. But even when we got there and we couldn't vote because we couldn't stay to watch them, she took us on a great tour of what you know she was saying was the entertainment district where you got to see where some fairly legal stuff was set and a lot of Battlestar Galactica sets, you know, stuff was, was set there. It, it was, was really, really nice. Really nice. Yeah. And um, she she said to me on the elevator, well, I was going to 15, she was going to 14, and she said, I'm sorry, was that boring? And I was like, are you kidding me? No, that was great because you get a lot of tour guides who are going to be paid to be a tour guide. She was clearly a tour guide who loved her city and was as infectious about that as like the site cast is. So um, big thanks to her. And it was a yeah, it was a nice way to um, it was a nice way to end the trip just because you know it was like we finished the set visit, we came back to the hotel, and we all kind of chilled out, and then it was like okay, well, we can either go to bed and get up and you know four hours for our extremely right. early flight right. <laughs> and be boring, or we could you know go out and see town and and spend some time with people you you know kind of bonded with over the past few days. So exactly. so I thought was that was nice. really nice. It was a nice way to end the trip. And then Andrew and I ended up at the airport at the ass crack of dawn. Yep. And I mean, it wasn't even close to dawn and you can't even call uh, it. Dawn. You can't even call it dawn. It was like the middle of the night and we got there and we got it to Minneapolis. And my favorite thing is we got to Minneapolis and we kind of went our separate ways because D was one way, C was the other. And then after thousands of walking pathway, you know, walkways where I felt I was going too slow when I stood still, then I was <laughs> running when I was walking I thought I was going to die on my way to my plane, and I tweeted about it, and thank God Andrew felt the same way. I did. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like, you know, we said, okay, said bye, you know, go to Arthur Gates, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can't be that bad. I know this is a right. big airport, but it can't be that bad. But then thank at first God, I saw all those over. walkways. <laughs> yeah, I saw all those walkways and was like, oh, this will be fine, because it'll go faster. I was, I was feeling your pain from across the airport, even though you were probably boarding before I was. Oh, my God. Actually, no. You know what? My plane was delayed an hour. Oh. I was pissed. Actually, they started. Has anybody ever had this happen? They started boarding. Like, first class was going on the plane. And they all of a sudden are coming off the, you know, out of the thing. Like, they're not ready for us yet. <laughs> so we all had to just kind of hang out for an hour and made it home only a half an hour late, which is good. But, boy, was I happy to be back in Pennsylvania. Me, too. So what was the favorite part of being on the psych set like something that you saw or just something that i did count <laughs> or something that you did <laughs> what did you do um, Amory? <laughs> what did Amory what what do, do? So there was we had a tagline um as people who listen to this can imagine Amory got into some hijinks or told some stories that were a little maybe off color whatever we were crying with laughter at one point and um so i got to hug my favorite person in the world so what love him Everybody that doesn't know that, that's Chris Henze from Psych, and I love him. And we bonded, me and Chris. And, I mean, aside from that, it was just really nice to have, like, the cast acknowledge that they'd met some of us before and, like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, how are you? Good to see you. And James, when I was like, oh, I'm Amory from My Take on TV. And James is very shy, but he can be very, like, flirty at the same time. So he's like, yeah, you are, because, like, he knows my site. So it was very nice to just, I think the interactions with the people was really what was exciting for me. 
And that strawberry shortcake from the food truck was kind of delicious. That was me. I think for me, uh, as cliche as it's going to sound, because I feel like this is like such an obvious answer, but the whole champagne toast, um, yeah. you know, the whole 100th episode cake thing, not just, I mean, not really because it was like, oh, this is a cool thing, but just you really saw the, the cast came together and like literally everyone was there. They dragged everyone out. Um, they dragged all the crew out and then they had the cake and they had Steve give a speech and, um, and everyone just looked so genuinely happy. And it was one of those things that you kind of stood, if you kind of stood back, you kind of realized this is really, really cool. You know, this kind of only happens once. Not a lot of people get to be a part of this unless you're basically involved in a show or, or know someone, you know, even if you know someone, it's not like you can say, Hey, bring me on set, you know, for this right. specific day or, you know, so, so that was just really cool. And that's, I think, um, that whole experience of standing there, watching them give the speeches, you know, having champagne toast with them and kind of having everyone wander around and just feeling very comfortable was one of those memories that I'm kind of always like, it sounds cheesy, but I'm kind of always going to take it with me as something that, was a really cool thing for me to do. Um, and I don't think that highlight. in our years, as we continue doing this, I don't think we're going to experience that again. No, I, I don't. Which think is so why either. you're right. It does kind of stand out as something that was just the right place at the right time. Kind of perfect. But you also realize standing there when they're taking a picture of the cast and crew producers and everybody that's involved in putting the show together, how many people it takes to put right. a show together. Exactly. Yeah. Like Completely. there was hundreds of people standing out there in this to take, you know, this uh group shot for the hundredth episode. That was pretty amazing. So it wasn't when I was interrogating you in the interrogation <laughs> no. room. That wasn't well, your favorite part of the That's that's high up on the list. I mean, that's I, I, I have to admit, um, you know, you are very uh you're very intimidating, as you can see. If I ever post that picture, which I will at some point when I get it off my camera, if you actually zoom on that picture that we took of uh, Jason basically, you know, interrogated me, and it's I have literally the most uh, fearful expression on my face, and it's kind of awesome. <laughs> One day the world will actually see that when I am not lazy and take pictures off myself. It. You know, one of my other favorite moments, and it wasn't related to the show or anything, but I'm standing there, and, and it's during the Champagne Toast, and uh, our contact at US, or I guess at NBC Universal, who was there on set, who I've known for years, um, she and I were actually on the burn notice visit like six years ago together, so we've we've come together, and she they dragged her into the picture because she's been working on Psych for seven years, and um, she hands me the coat she's holding, and here I am thinking it's her coat because. Why would I assume it's not? And then over all the like PA headsets that are around me, I start to hear who has it. It was the guest star. Who has the guest star's coat? Like who, who has the coat? And I'm like, oh crap. And I look down there. I am holding someone's coat, stealing it essentially. And all these people around me are like, where's the coat? Where's the coat? And I'm like, um, excuse me. I have it. <laughs> I'm just standing off to the side. I'm not involved. I don't know whose coat I'm holding, but here it is. And I guess there was a happy ending, but that just, just classic. Classic me getting into some situation where I'm like, oh, here I am. I stole it accidentally. Yeah, being a part of the toast was probably was really good. Like you said, that was amazing to see. Just actually see how many people are involved in putting the show together. And it's how often are you going to get a chance to be there at the celebration mm -hmm. of a 100th episode, yeah. one of your favorite shows. I think also that they ended up moving the uh, the tables from outside 
onto the police station set, so we actually ended yeah. up doing the interviews yeah. inside the police station set right there in the entryway. It was like musical chairs for yeah. like six hours there. That, we're like, I, I, I didn't glad want to put they were doing some down. painting out there. So that... Oh my god, Reg comes back in, he's like, oh, we moved again? I'm like, yeah, this is like the 12th time. You missed the other 12 times we moved. But yeah. And then taking a picture and uh, sitting in la- at Lasseter's desk with his, uh, with his coffee mug. So. With, the, yes. with the coffee mug, that's the most important part. Yeah, with, exactly. With the coffee mug. So that was our psych visit. I can't wait for everybody to see the new season because I'm excited, as you all should be. Um, all right. Prime time. Shows from the week of Monday, May 28th through Sunday, June 3rd. And I have to say, thank God I got to see four of these five early because I wouldn't have watched them. I didn't watch a single one of these on the night there. <laughs> so thank God for that. Meanwhile, there's grumbles of, bitch, you got the screeners. Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. You have no time help to me. watch in real time. Yeah. Um, so our first show is Melissa and Joey starring my lovely cousin, Joey Lawrence. I say it every time. Um, season two, episode one and two, I can manage. And if you can't stand the heat, <laughs> I love this show, you guys. Like, I think it's just the cheesiest thing ever. Two things. Melissa Joan Hart's body shape always bothers me because she doesn't seem to hold herself well. I know that's judgmental, but it really, it's like my Kerry Washington face fixation. It's just weird. And I don't think she's like, I think she's too over the top, but I just love her and Joey. And it's one of those things where like, sometimes it's, it's good to have a cheesy show and it, it works. You know, I mm-hmm. like when things aren't so overly serious and like the show, sometimes I don't think the show takes itself seriously, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's especially when, you know, the, I tend to watch, I personally tend to watch a lot of serialized dramas. I mean, I, I watch my fair share of comedies, but it's nice to, you know, watch something that's a little lighter and that, um, you know, you just don't kind of, you don't have to worry about really thinking too deeply on. Exactly. Yeah, and they, they definitely don't take themselves too seriously. Like, they they know... I think you can almost tell that they know that the joke is really bad, but they <laughs> sell it. You know, they just yeah. like just go full uh, in on it. And you know, I don't know if I noticed it before, but in these two episodes, like there was a lot of sexual innuendo, <laughs> which I don't know that I've noticed in, in like in you know last season in the thirty episodes or whatever. But God, they were like like they're funny stuff happening that if you don't like pay too much attention, then I don't know. It just cracks me up. A little, a little less ABC family-ish than you. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I think the main thing is that it just reminds me of the, the old ABC TGIF comedies, and uh, yeah, I can see that. And you know, just uh, it's just fun. I just love Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yeah, I just you know I've loved her since Clarissa. I love you know. Sabrina the teenage which I just I love her I think she's I just think she's fun I enjoy watching her yeah it's just me I agree yeah I made a Clarissa explains it all reference the other day and everybody looked at me weird nobody had any idea did they not know what it was (laughs) nobody had any idea what it's talking about (gasps) unacceptable who was it oh my god let me at them who was (laughs) oh my god I can't even deal with this right now it's like that's that that shouldn't even be allowed I mean, did they, uh, that means they didn't know who Sam was climbing in her window. Oh, my God. <laughs> my heart is breaking into a million pieces right now. But now I just, um, I think that the show, it, I, 
I'm glad that so far this season, I feel like they're underusing um, the writer and what's her name? Let's characters. Is that what her name is? Let's. I don't know. It's something weird, right? Maybe it's not something weird. I don't know. I can't remember her name. But um, I don't love them. I really love Melissa and Joey. And I do love when the four of them are all together. So I'm glad that we're kind of seeing a little bit of a move away from that. But I don't know. I just love the idea of this kitchen kind of serving as a metaphor for Melissa and Joey starting to realize that they're just in love with each other. Which it seems like it's soon because it's only episode, you know, season two. But we had 30 episodes last season. So we've gotten to know them quite well enough to be like, hey... They know they're meant to be, right? right? And it's ABC family, so, you know, you know they, they can move a little fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's uh, Melissa and Joey, and we love it, and we hope everybody's watching. Yay! So here's a show that I, I feel like I put out there on, I guess when I did the post about it yesterday, and it went to Twitter, a lot of people responded with, oh, I'm not watching that anymore. And it really did come down to the guest stars. So Drop Dead Diva, season four, episode one, welcome back, season premiere. So when we left them, Jane was getting on a plane and Grayson was chasing her to the airport because he was like, hey, I love Jane, which whatever, that seems a little quick to me. Not quick, but like all of a sudden, which I guess is the same thing. But so now the show takes place, you know, she's been in Italy for a while and, and Kim needs her back and all this stuff. And now Grayson's in love with her. Grayson thinks she's Deb. My main concern with that is I want Grayson to be in love with Jane, not Grayson to be in love with Jane because he thinks she's Deb. So that kind of throws me off a little bit. But I will say this. The whole big deal was that Kim Kardashian was kind of cast in a, in a major-ish role for the show this season. And I didn't hate her as I expected I would. Very funny usage. I mean, come on. You put Kim Kardashian on to play a relationship guru. That's funny. Right. That's right. Right. I mean, someone better at acting could probably sell it a little better, but I'm glad they didn't use her as like one of the movies. St- like she wasn't Megan Price's character who killed her husband or who killed her lover or whatever. It was just a side thing. It, it didn't really, it didn't, it was inco- inconsequential to the actual episode, really. Uh, whoever that was, it was just purely for the joke of having, right. having her play the, the relationship guru. I mean, that's, that's just funny. I mean, they could have put anybody in that, but then you don't have that extra bit of uh, humor there. Right. I, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy that they kind of played it up like that. And um, just it was almost it was almost like they kind of knew that, you know, doing that would uh, would kind of be a good move for them. Yeah. I mean, they always have kind of those guest stars once a season that they've had like Clay Aiken on. And was Kathy Griffin on this show? I feel like she was. And. I don't know. They're doing like a dance moms, one of the dance moms people, and they've never shied away from it. This Kim Kardashian thing just happens to be kind of one of their most high profile ones. And she's kind of so negatively viewed um, by a lot of people that it, it takes away from the show. But I, I love the show. I mean, I like that Brooke Elliott's character is not trying to like Jane's Deb as Jane isn't trying to you know, for one thing, have Jane lose weight. You know what I mean? Like she did get her to dress better. She did get her to act better, but or act like, you know, confident or whatever, but it's not about body image. Like I thought it would be. So I like that. I, I got a little teary eyed when, um, my favorite person on the show essentially left dearly departed Ben Feldman. He's not dead in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Not dead on the show. 
I was going to say, I want, that's the thing I was wondering about because his departure previously didn't go over well like yeah, with the fans. And so I'm interested to hear what other people think of him departing once again. See, last season I spent the whole time, like literally every episode it would come up, special guest star Ben Feldman. He was never a regular and it bothered me so much because he was so integral to the show I thought I loved him I loved him and Stacy I loved him and Jane I just I loved him and Kim like I love and him and Terry like I keep going on but he was my favorite part and then I kind of knew you know he did the Mad Men thing he started which I think he did before Drop Dead Diva but he did that so he's starting to get you know noticed by other things and leaves the show leaving Stacy to forget about this, you know, relationship that they had, which I loved them together and giving Jane this new arrogant guardian angel who steals her cell phone and ruins her moment with Grayson. Whatever. He's cute. The new one. Therefore he should return. Yeah. He's cute. Therefore he should return. And with regards to the new angel, he's cute. Therefore he should stay, but he needs to stop being such a dick. (laughs) Moesha's going to come back this season. Brandy will be back, so that's exciting. Well, I think it gives a different, you know, it'll give a different dynamic to Jane slash Deb. Sure. I mean, she was able to kind of walk all over Fred. What she what she may or may not be able to get away with or, or be able yeah. to do. So that's interesting. I, I just thought the most interesting part was Grayson sort of coming around to, wait a second, maybe that wasn't just a... Uh, right. Like... <laughs> Like, actually doing the investigation of, wait, Jane got shot on the same day Deb died, and here's Stacy saying Jane is Deb. Yeah, and so them him having, you know, sort of his arc for the season, or him sort of possibly knowing or trying to figure it out, or, or whatever, I think is an interesting uh, place to go. Yeah. Overall, I didn't really like, like, I didn't, I mean, the, the first episode back was okay. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't great or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think it did set up some things that make the new season interesting. Right. I agree with that. And I, I mean, by the end of the third, we got the three episodes. So by the end of the third episode, I was like, okay, come on, episode four. When are you going to get here? So, I mean, I am on board fully, but I am, you know, you know, I'm always very hesitant with this show because they kind of, I'm a Grayson and Jane shipper and I like Owen, which sucks. Ugh. Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, the Glades, season three, episode one, Close Encounters. I was thinking about this show. It's just, like, fun. I mean, yeah, they're not very good with where they're actually located in Florida. And yes, Ray <laughs> does not like that the new place that she might get a job is, like, uh, Callie on the show might is, like, 45 minutes from where Jim is supposed to be located. She's, like, worried about the logistics. But I don't know. Matt Passmore's accent sucks, too. So there's so many things that are going against it. But I love this show. But there is... But, you know, you you can't just... You know... Uh, you can't just not like it because of that. There's, there's no, know. you know, That's redeeming it. things. Like, you know, we had... There's, um... I think, you know, there's UFOs. That's always a good thing. There is UFOs, which I thought was great because they kind of play with the idea that they, Jim's seeing one, Colleen saw one, Daniel's gung-ho about it. And then, of course, you have Carlos, who's like, you guys know that never happened, right? And I, what I do like is that at the end of the finale, you know, last year, Callie came back from where she was supposed to be. She got off the plane and came back to Jim. And they didn't keep it from you as viewers. 
like what exactly had happened if they were together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like they're together. Have they told her son yet? No, but they're together. So I like that they didn't wait for that. Yeah, they made it and they made it very clear kind of right out of the gate. They kind of established it, um, which a lot of shows don't I don't think a lot of shows really do a lot of unless it's very, very established, um, you know, for some reason in in another episode, they just kind of play around with it for a while. And will they won't they but they kind of really um, kind of shot out of the gate on this one. And even from the beginning of the show, like, it was always, you knew Callie and Jim, like, had feelings for each other. They admitted it. They acknowledged it. They just couldn't make it work. And now they're actually trying to make it work. And I really enjoy that. I don't know. I just like this show. And I, I just, it's just fun. I mean, yeah, it's a show about murder, but Matt Passmore is so likable that I kind of forgive it a lot of its faults. Yeah, it's kind of a fun show. It kind of plays similar to, like, Castle mm-hmm. in that uh, you have an interesting lead. But he always seems to be possibly one step ahead, but he never really lets everybody else in until he's sure uh, type of thing. And I think they do really well, though, on the mysteries. Like, they gave all the different people. You knew it was going to be one or of them or, you know, of of the people that they gave as suspects. But they do a really good job of playing around with that, that you're never quite sure, like, who really it's going to be. Right, that's true. I do think that a lot about the show. And and a lot of times in sh- you know in these types of shows, it's very much given away by the guest star list. Well, well sometimes the by the, the guest star, but sometimes it's just given away by the way that it's written, and that you sort of know, and it's just watching. It's, it's just watching them yeah. finally find all the clues or whatever. But these seem to be written better, mystery wise, and that you're not always sure which person ultimately is going to be because even once it looks like somebody was cleared all of a sudden they were back in the running again the killing could learn a few things from this show (laughs) i mean like the killing (laughs) just take for example like last night's the killing right so they kind of project on us oh here's the two you should now be focusing on with the glades it's like okay all six people that they're interviewing i'm like yep they did it (laughs) i think everybody did it it's you know because I never don't think anybody did it. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I, I just think they do a really good job with, with those. Uh, and then this type of episode with, you know, playing around with the uh, the alien type stuff is sort of similar to the way they do it on, like, Castle, where they have a lot of fun with something that's odd, but then they base it in a more, you know, more realistic, uh, but yet sort of leave it open. You know, like you could still question it, you know, with like him seeing something at the end of the episode. So they have a lot of fun with that. Um, I just like the lead character, those style of detective type characters, you know, the people that are just it's almost the uh, uh, like the Columbo type thing where he just keeps annoying people and coming (laughs) back at people until he finally, you know, breaks it down to who was really involved because he has a pretty good idea you know, in the beginning who it is, but, uh, so I, I don't know. I just, uh, I was really happy to have it back. Uh, it's, it makes for a really good summer series as well, you know, given its setting and you do sort of, uh, even though Ray has a better idea of, of it and I chastise the killing a little bit for messing around with how they get around Seattle. Uh, (laughs) they, they (laughs) really, You really do forgive them being able to get 
pretty far distances around all in one day. Like, they go out and back and out and back like two or three times on on the glades where you wouldn't be able to do that, you know, like in a single, right. like, 10-hour period. Uh, but, you know, you can get shot on the killing and uh, and be back and up and still running for office just uh, a mere <laughs> Oh, yeah, days. just like two days later. <laughs> just a mere, exactly. mere 10 days later. So, you know. Oh, the killing. Oh, the killing. <laughs> it's coming back to be exactly. Inside. It's coming back to be exactly who I thought it was going to be. And that kind of pisses me off because why the hell did I wait around for 26 episodes? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, moving on to the show after the Glades, Longmire, season one, episode one, pilot. I use the word thoughtful when I describe this because the show didn't have a lot of words. <laughs> and it was very like, like, what is it, bucolic? Is that the word? And very pretty and... And I liked it. I like this kind of show. I like a, you know, a different procedural. Love Bailey Chase. I don't love Katie Sackhoff. I'm sorry. Don't kill me, people. But I think it was good that she was used very sparingly here. I'm sure we'll see more of her as he goes because she's the second lead. But what are you going to do? But yeah, I just, I don't know, a good Western-ish. I thought drama. it was, um, I don't know, I just, I, I thought it was fun. I think that's, I don't know if that's the right word to describe it, because I feel like fun implies that it's like, you know, this happy little It's like a dance party ride. with the, but some Madonna in the party. background. <laughs> star <laughs> star right. Anyway. See, that's what, that's, that's what I feel like fun implies. But no, I mean, I just think it's just, it's, um, I don't know, was this fun to watch? I really wish I could think of something that describes it better, but I am I don't know, yeah, I mean, you didn't. Taylor, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't have to think a lot. Like you got to enjoy what this character was kind of going through. Not enjoy, because I know what you mean. That implies like I'm dancing, but he's going <laughs> through like a really watching him deal with his wife's. He's death. going through a really rough time, and he's handling it kind of a little sarcastically, a little on the shoulder. You know, like he's taking it on the chin, and I like his relationship with LDP. Like I just, it was a smart show. It's not trying to do anything more than it needs to do. Exactly. And I think that's why I liked it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how it all gets put together um, yeah. or where it goes and how they're going to keep the momentum. Uh, I think, but I think it could be very promising. Definitely. I mean, great ratings too for a show. So um, that's great. I think yeah. it'll be, uh, I just think it'll be interesting to see how many people from Battlestar actually tune in partially because of Katie Sackhoff. She and Trisha Helfer have a different... They have an acting... I use acting lightly. What's the word I'm looking for? They talk... They, they clench their teeth and <laughs> talk and act. And they Style. still keep getting work. So good for them. But um, I don't love the closed teeth. <laughs> Pretend that it means that I'm expressing something. I don't know. It just bothers me. <laughs> I might go through my life like that and see if people can tell that I'm like... Arr. <laughs> We'll be able to tell. <laughs> I really like Longmire. I think, you know, the lead character, I think it's sort of all wrapped up in, like, the sign that he puts up at the end for his campaign, you know, honesty and integrity. The guy's just, you know, he's been around. He's seen lots of things. You you know that when he says something that he means it. And then also putting it in what he's dealing with and having to try and get his you know life back in order and now dealing with you know the the sort of up-and-comer trying to take his job 
uh, I think will add some interesting stuff. Uh, I, I loved when he when he handed him the uh, the Sherlock Holmes book to tell him yeah, to get, exactly. tell him he needed to bone up on his detective skills. Yes. That was hilarious. I love the, why didn't you tell, you know, what are you going to do? You're just going to leave me here? Because it was kind of, he, you know, the whole thing is that he's this guy who doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have <laughs> things that everybody has. And then somebody, he gets to use that line back on someone. They're like, oh, you're just going to leave me here? And he's like, I don't have a, I don't cell have phone. a phone. <laughs> and he just plays it off like, that's that's my life. Sorry, you're stuck. Which I thought was good. And it's nice to see Bailey Chase playing someone um, kind of, not wholly unlikable, but not what he was on Saving Grace because on Saving Grace he was he was the charmer he was the one that everybody liked he had sympathy for everybody and here he's here he's, you know, he's sort he's of the like the charmer but he's like using it to advance yeah. his own things and he's not necessarily out for the best for everybody he's more out for the best for himself and so diff- slightly different character uh yeah. which is uh, a good to see and then uh and then we also saw uh, what's her name? Briefly, as his daughter, Cassidy Freeman. Yeah, which uh, she talk teeth. She teeth talks too. <laughs> <laughs> it must so be a the, thing. If you're a Canadian actress, you got a teeth. Maybe if they could get Trisha Helfer in there, they could have the teeth oh talking trio. The teeth talking <laughs> trifecta. That's really make the show. <sighs> love it. I now, love it. Now everybody, everybody's gonna be watching from now on, going, "Oh my god! Open your mouth!" Yeah. Oh, that's what I did when I first you're gonna be noticed. Responsible for the the mass outbreak. Yeah, involved. I'm glad when I first noticed that Trisha Helfer teeth talked, it threw off any enjoyment I could have of her. And now, what's happening to Katie? I, I guess I wasn't looking at her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's Longmire. We're liking it. We're gonna see it through and and kind of. Hope that everybody sticks with it. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. So our last show is Game of Thrones, season two, episode ten, Valor Morgalis. I'm estimating that's how it's pronounced. How about it? It's the season finale. I know there was a surprise cameo. There was a surprise cameo. I'm assuming that everyone can talk about it since it actually happened less yes, than twenty four hours ago. In a couple um, days. Um, <laughs> it's no longer a spoiler if it already aired. That's that's my. Uh, oh yeah, that's. My, I mean, philosophy. I'll give it like a couple hours, but no, like on a Monday night, we're gonna talk about what happened yeah, on Sunday no, night. No okay. Exactly. Um, I actually. Um, I mean, I read the books, um, so that was actually one of the scenes. Not necessarily that specific scene with um, Jason Momoa's character, Khal Drogo, coming back. That was actually something. Um, to my knowledge, that I think was put in there more for visual, kind of that whole yeah. um, Danny or Daenerys coming and I call her say, Danny too. And my sister, I call like, her Danny, and, and she started I, reading then, the books. She was like, "Oh, I get now why you've been calling her Danny because they don't on the show." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I do." See, I call her Danny, and then my my friend says, you know, when she calls her Danny, it makes her sound like her homegirl, so she tries to call her by her proper <laughs> name. <laughs> Shout out to my friend who I'm going to tell, listen to this just so I can, you know, (laughs) tell her that she, she made it into my podcast. Um, But, uh, but no, I actually from, you know, he shows up in that sequence, not necessarily in the the scene as it was uh, written into the show, but he does show up and I kind of spend half the episode sitting there and going like, please show up, please show up and please make it so that no one knew that you were going to show up. So I was very, very happy. 
um, that little yeah it's always funny what can like what does get out and what doesn't because i had absolutely no idea going in that i mean i didn't watch it but i read the recap like i said but i had no idea and you would expect that somebody somewhere especially with the amount of people like in the tv world that i follow on twitter or something would have known that and blown that for us and they didn't I read a um, an interview last, I think it was late last night when I was still up after the finale, I read um, something with the showrunners and they basically said, oh, thank God, we're so glad it didn't get out, you know, I mean, and they film, I know they film up and like internationally, but they said there were a lot of people that saw him going to filming, so they were convinced that someone would say, you know, we saw him going to set or whatever, but um, no, I mean, I didn't know and I don't think, I have a feeling most people didn't know. Jason, did you know? I had no idea. But I tried to, you know, I tried to stay away from knowing anything. Yeah. Although the more <laughs> although this season with Game of Thrones, it seems like you almost need to know something about some of the, some <laughs> of the things. There's so much happening that if you're like a lot of book readers are like, "Okay, I knew that was coming," but people who haven't read the books are like, "Wait, so Talos is not a thing?" Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really care about like I don't really want to know like what's types of yeah. things are coming and stuff like that, but I feel like the possibility of the next season being longer that they'll be able to fill in more stuff. Like, yeah, I I still have no idea what's going on on the other side of the wall. Like, <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> well, it also doesn't it doesn't help that they keep introducing more and more characters, and they and have to find ways happening. to introduce yeah. them, like, and actually make them relatable to the audience and. Um, that's hard when you don't, and I've read the books and I still get confused. Like I, yeah. my friend asks me questions all the time because she's in the middle of reading them. And after like an episode or she'll turn around and ask me like, did this happen? Or is this character in there? And I literally have to go back to my books and look because like, I'm not sure sometimes because it's, yeah. it gets confusing. So what actually happened in this episode? Um, what actually happened? Um, Rob got laid and now he's in love and it's true. John defied his mother and basically said, I'm going to get married to this woman I love rather than the girl I'm supposed to marry that, you know, is supposed to do good things for my house and for the country. But screw that, which is very responsible. Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen. Theon uh, got, uh, got basically captured by... Um, I don't know if they actually ever said was I think it was his own supposedly I think by his own people. That was the best scene in the whole episode. <laughs> it was he just the guy whacks him on the back of the head and knocks him out. And he goes, "It was a great speech. I didn't want to interrupt him. You know, but it, it really was like it was like a great like uproarious speech, like trying to get uh, these guys to come fight with him, and then they're just like whack." Okay, let's go home. (laughs) They just drag him off, and it was... (laughs) And then we had, um, at the very end, and I thought that... I personally thought it wasn't as captivating as last season, which was, you know, Danny and and her dragons, and that was just a really epic way to end the first season. Um, This season, with the White Walkers, which... Um, everyone, every single person I've talked to has been like, it's the walking dead on game of Thrones, which <laughs> I actually really agree with just because it's like, what if, I don't know. That's just what I thought too. I'm like, Hey, like zombie guys on a horse. I don't know if that's <laughs> how I imagine the white walkers, look, but you know, so. I guess I thought we had seen them before. Cause I saw a lot of reactions like that too. Like, 
Oh, look, I it's... I think technically we had, and I'd have to go back and watch first like, season. I think like the very first episode very of the first season, like you see them a little bit. Like, right. But it, it didn't necessarily completely uh, like go into your brain that, <laughs> that they're like z- these zombie people type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, you know, they, they were somehow otherworldly or something different about them, you know, the glowing uh, blue type stuff. And but, yeah, when you see them all, it was it was it was like, oh, a, a zombie horde just uh, is is walking is walking through. OK. And so basically I read that John is now his vows are denounced. Did that happen in this episode? John basically has gone the uh has shown that he's gonna turn and he from uh you know, from where he was before with his group and he's gonna turn to the the wildling group. Ah, uh, okay. With Vance uh, Raider or Mance Raider, I can't remember his name. Yeah, who I believe uh we're gonna meet next season and I think they're casting him. Well the other guy mm-hmm. sort of set it up to, you know, have him and basically talked him into like the only way that one of us survives is if you take me out, and they'll right. they'll let you in because of who you are, uh, and you do this. So that you know that sets up you know going into uh, next season, and then yeah, you have uh, she got her dragons back, and they took care of uh, they basically took care of every whoever was left in Carth to <laughs> the, the like four people yeah. that were actually left in Carth the, like, uh, and then <laughs> are off to get their boat uh and the most heartbreaking though storyline is is Tyrion where like he had this great like steps up really is the guy that saved you know King's Landing cuz if he hadn't had his plan and it hadn't been executed there wouldn't have been a King's Landing to save when his father showed up, like by the time they showed up. And so to see him like basically put off uh, away and get, you know, no recognition whatsoever from the rest of his family or anything uh, for what he did was very, was, was, was very much of a kind of a heartbreaking story. And to, to see him like, he didn't he still didn't want to leave. Like, cause he he was basically he was in his element when he was the right. end of the king. Like right. that was what he is made to do. Uh, you know, he's the perfect type of person to be in those in that type of stuff. But uh, you know, he just gets put off to the side once you know that his father uh, uh, comes back. Yeah, terrible. I'm not, I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want to give anything away. But because I have read the books, but so Joffrey is promised to someone else right no yes okay do they actually get married no not in well, i mean are you talking about and they don't get married in this episode um that yeah that's what i meant yeah okay i'm making Man, sure if i was natalie dormer i would i would like squish that kid i can't i can't stay like i i can't stand joffrey and i and by you know extension i kind of hate the kid who plays him because <laughs> he does so well Ugh, hate him I don't know. I'd squash him. I'd kick him in the face. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't come to Comic Con. You'd have to. <laughs> oh my have god! To hold, back. <laughs> hold her back, everybody. Hold her back. Amory's <laughs> rushing the stage. Yeah. Um. I love that Josh Molina had a tweet up at a sandwich shop today. Anyway, sorry. I was just looking at it. 
Twitter. Um, Twitter feed uh, update. Uh, <laughs> that guy cracks me up. So yeah, so a lot of stuff happening, and that's going to take us into, I'm sure, an even busier season three, um, because I've read some of the characters that they've got in store for us this year, and it's just going to be awesome. So yeah, Game of Thrones. Okay, very excited. Yeah, looking forward to the next season, especially like I said, because potentially to be able to for it to be a little bit more full that filled out, uh, and but not quite as I thought it was a good episode, but it wasn't as good an ending to the season as the first season. Like that's hard to top. Right, I I agree. All right, let's talk some reality. I mean, not a lot happening in reality. Actually, there's a lot happening in reality over the summer, but. I'm only watching a couple things, and Master Chef is actually one of them. I wrote about it today, saying, you know, a lot of people say like, well, you don't watch like Hell's Kitchen or Kitchen Nightmares. Like, why do you watch Master Chef? And it really does come down to Gordon Ramsay. Like, he's so abusive on like Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares, but on Master Chef, he's like abusive, but in a funnier, like, really supportive way, and treats these like he treats them. Like these these chefs, these home cooks or whatever. Sort of abuse. I like it. It is. It is. He does curse a lot, but it's not like at someone. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he's so he's so supportive, and he really wants these people to succeed. And I think he does that because the the chefs that he's with in like restaurants and on Hell's Kitchen, like they should be further along than they are. And because these home chefs aren't as far along as like regular chefs, he treats them better and. So I enjoy it. Um, so that's you like the, the competition aspect more? Possibly, because I do like a good competition, but I don't watch Hell's Kitchen either. So maybe I just like the home chefness of it, because some of the foods they make, I know how to make them. And I can relate to like being able to kind of come up on the fly with some home food that they need to make. So that starts tonight, and I'm excited about it. And then So You Think You Can Dance. I don't get moved by dancing that often. I have been moved by like one dance in the but past. Dancing move you. But I do get up and dance. I had a little dance party in my hotel room in Vancouver, actually. You did. <laughs> um, I always, I am always dancing. I say, I my goal every year is to dance a little bit every day, and I do. Um, so, so you think you can dance? The dancing doesn't move me. It's the emotionally, like heart pulling stories that do. So I've cried like three times already, and there's only been two episodes. Um, but yes, I'll watch that all summer. I am interested to see how a show like that, that is a competition show, doesn't have a results episode. Whatever. I trust them. Um, so yeah, not much else in reality, except still to say that Emily's face doesn't move on The Bachelorette, and that show should be canceled. (laughs) So, TV on DVD picks for the release, um, next Tuesday, the 12th, June 12th. A lot of good stuff coming out. And you know... It's funny how quickly some of the things are coming out. Like, Scandal is my pick. Scandal Season 1 is already out on DVD next week. That's, um, that's like mine. I mean, like, you know, Missing, the first season, is, is out on DVD next week. And, you know, I, I feel like all these shows just ended. And, yeah. Know. I mean, I guess because they were mid-season, they probably had them shot sooner and prepared. Plus, I think they were shorter seasons. But it still seems weird to me that, like, three weeks ago they were still airing. And now they're like, here, they're out. In Scandal's case, you know, a good thing because it gives you a chance to get the DVD and watch it over the summer. <laughs> so you're... did you not watch it during the week or during on Thursday? I watch I watched some of it, but I'm just saying in in general, a lot of these shows don't come out. That's true until right. like September 20th is a big day, and yeah, like, like that's the week or so before 
you know, the, the shows are actually going to start. And so yeah. there's sort of synergy in advertising both things at the same time uh, for, you know, advertising dollars wise. But it doesn't really help if you've been hearing about a show all summer from, you know, your yeah, friends or something like exactly. that. And you have no chance to catch up with it before the next season starts. The DVD it, sets know, need to come legal. out. Well, yeah, the DVD sets need to come out sooner. Uh, to give you a chance to, uh, so like something like Scandal, even though it's a short, it's a short season too. So, but you have plenty of time to, if you've been hearing about it as a good show that maybe you'd want to watch the next season, you can. It'll be one of the few that you'll actually be able to, you know, catch uh, up on over the summer. That's it's true. And Jason, you picked a show that's coming up soon. Yeah. See, and then like like I picked uh, episodes, uh, season one, which you know the new season of of episodes uh, starts up in July. So at least they're giving you a month, you know? Yeah. Plus, I mean, there's only eight episodes. Of... So, but that's the type of thing you need. You need, you should, there should be at least a month lead time for a, a show. Maybe more if it's, you know, a full 22 or 24 episode, uh, uh, like hour long drama type of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, episode starts to back up uh, July 1st, but uh, season one was really good. I, the whole, the whole sort of behind-the-scenes making of a comedy, and how, uh, and the idea of how a, a comedy gets ruined from the hit that it was in Britain to being brought over here and turning into something completely different uh, was, I just think, was funny. The, yes. the, the whole thing about, and then Joey, uh, or Joey, what am I saying? Joey, <laughs> Joey, 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 Matt LeBlanc uh, playing a version of himself, uh, you know. In, in the episode was also in, in episodes was also very funny right so yeah that's TV on DVD pick them up send them our way I don't Box buy anything until they're on sale anyway that's it for what we had scheduled to talk about today thank you to Andrea for joining us thank you to Emery and Jason for having me and we get to extend our time together um, beyond our three well, let's essentially say our like one and a half days one and a half day it really was like one and a half day because i spent too much time on a plane <laughs> oh my god it was so much time on a plane next time we go to vancouver i'm staying longer forget it i'm staying longer i'll stay in some crap hotel that's around the corner from my five star but i tell you <laughs> yes and it was nice to meet you andrea yeah. it was nice to meet you too jason thank you for uh interrogating me yes <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you for interrogating me <laughs> oh that's funny Okay, our music today, when it wasn't provided by Madonna, because I sang a little bit of Madonna, um, is from IODA Promonet. The song was is TV Party from the Asylum Street Spankers from their mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. What's next? Oh, you know where to find online, tvtimes3.com. Spell it all out. Oh, I was so excited because um, Dulé actually talked about jazz hands. So every time we have, every time, it started with an episode of Psych, where Dulé's nickname was, you know, Jazz Hands, and he did the Jazz Hands in the background. Every time somebody said TV Times 3 on the blog, or on the, the podcast, it was like tvtimes3.com, spell it all out, Jazz Hands, like Gus. And then he mentioned it on set, and I thought that was very funny, where he was talking about how that was a nickname that he, like, knew about ahead of time so he could do the hands, which I love. Anyway, tvtimes3.com, Twitter, Facebook, stitcher.com slash TV. Where else? Did I get it all? Pretty much all those places. I think that's it. All those places. And just uh, in two weeks, uh, it'll be Amory and I and Ray all back together. And I thought we'd a 
like listener Q and A. So if you have Yay. any questions for us, uh, send them in by July sixteenth, since we'll be recording on the seventeenth. So uh, you can... on July seventeenth? No, it's June seventeenth. I was like, we'll be recording on June seventeenth. So I'm gonna have such June... jet lag on July seventeenth. Yeah. I'm not gonna be interested in <laughs> Yeah, so June June sixteenth. I think that's right. The uh, the date. Anyways, so somewhere middle of June. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, send us your questions to, you know, leave them in the comments, you know, send them to us on Twitter or Facebook, or, you know, if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, leave them. We'd love to hear your voice as well. Click the uh, voicemail box on the, on the website and leave your question that way. Cool. All right. With that, on that note, well, my brother's softball game was canceled again today because of the freaking rain. It's like an episode of The Killing here. It really is. It rains so much. I, my daisies are dying. My daisies are dying. Oh, my God. Anyway, on that note, right. I have to go cook myself some microwave pizza. <laughs> I will talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.